0: The following is a reflection on the readings for the feast of the presentation of the Lord. The first reading is taken from Malachi chapter 3 verses 1 to 4. The responsorial is Psalm 24 and the gospel is Luke chapter 2 verses 22 to 40. The first reading is taken from the prophet Malachi, which name means my messenger. He lived 400 years before the birth of Christ and was the last of the Old Testament prophets. This was a time when the Jewish people had returned from the captivity in Babylon, and although they had rebuilt the temple and restored the priesthood, they had lost their enthusiasm for worship. Apathy and disillusionment had set in. Many of the sins that had brought their previous captivity were still being practiced. Moreover, just prior to the Babylonian invasion, the prophet Ezekiel reports in chapter 10, that the presence of the Lord, that is, the glory cloud, or Shekinah glory, got up and left the temple and the city of Jerusalem, due to the continued sins of God's people, one of the most frightening passages in the entire Bible. God's presence would not return throughout the remainder of the Old Testament, even though the new temple had been built. As well, according to 2 Maccabees chapter 2, The prophet Jeremiah took the Ark of the Covenant out of the temple just prior to the Babylonian conquest and hid it on Mount Nebo, never to be found again. The temple was empty and vanquished. Into this darkness Malachi gives the people a warning and a ray of hope. He prophesies that a messenger will prepare the way of the Lord, who will come suddenly to his temple and purify it and the people so that they can once again present pleasing offerings to the Lord. I will now quote this most important passage. Thus says the Lord God, See, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Indeed, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? for he is like a refining fire and a fuller soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver until they present offerings to the Lord in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old and as in former years. Of quote. The word Lord in this passage That is prophesied to return to the temple is the tetragrammaton referring to yahweh himself as we know through history the prophecy was fulfilled with the coming of john the baptist as the messenger and then with the actual incarnation of christ jesus is brought by his parents to the temple forty days after his birth and this is what we celebrate today the feast of the presentation the temple that had been vacant of God's presence for centuries is now presented with the Lord. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 40 verses 1 to 2 regarding the consolation of Israel. Quote, "Comfort, yes comfort my people," says your God. "Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned." for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. End of quote. In today's Gospel, we hear the great rejoicing of Simeon as he receives the child Jesus in his arms. Quote, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people israel these words of simeon now form part of the nunc dimittis latin for now you may dismiss the church's night prayer in the liturgy of the hours to which is added the words may the lord grant me a restful night and a peaceful death the very next time we hear of jesus in luke's gospel he is twelve years old and has left his parents who are frantically looking for him And where do they find him? He is in the temple instructing the teachers, bringing the purifying light of revelation that Simeon refers to. Jesus would visit the temple several more times in his three-year ministry, each time bringing purification. One of the most striking visits would be in his confrontation with the merchants and money changers who he drives out of the temple with a whip telling them, Do not make my father's house a marketplace. And when the Jewish leaders challenge him and demand to know by what authority he did this, Jesus makes a truly remarkable statement, quote, Destroy this temple and I will raise it up in three days. The leaders think Jesus is referring to the physical building in Jerusalem, but Jesus is actually identifying the temple with his very body. He takes the purification of the temple to an altogether new level. Jesus Christ is the true temple, the high priest, the victim, and the offering. By his single, all-sufficient sacrifice on the cross, forgiveness of sins is accomplished as well as the cleansing of our conscience. The blood of all Old Testament sacrificial animals in the temple was only a type and foreshadowing of the blood of Jesus that now reconciles humanity back to God. Moreover, Christ's sacrifice on the cross is now represented in the temple of our Church at every holy sacrifice of the Mass. We participate by offering our lives in union with Christ to the Father in the unity of the Holy Spirit, and the fruits of Christ's sacrifice are applied to us for our salvation. So, after his death, the risen Jesus becomes, in fact, the new temple into which everyone may enter at last to render God pure worship in spirit and truth. Now the prophecy of Malachi comes full circle in the risen Christ and his church. The question is, how does this apply to us today? What difference does it truly make in our lives? A great deal, because St. Paul picks up this theme and applies it even further. He makes the remarkable statement in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16, that by virtue of our baptism into Christ and the Church, we ourselves become temples of the Holy Spirit. That just as the infant Jesus was presented in the temple, in today's Gospel, the Spirit of the risen Christ presents himself to us every day, to the temple of our hearts. The question is, how well do we recognize him? How open is our heart to receive him! The psalmist in today's response offers an exhortation. Quote, Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Here is where Simeon and Anna can be helpful, because they were the ones who did recognize the infant Jesus and welcome him into the temple of Jerusalem. What did Simeon and Anna have in common? They were humble people of deep prayer who longed to see the Messiah. They were like Mary and Elizabeth, the little ones, the Anoim, the remnant of Israel who had remained faithful to the covenant. They made the coming of the Lord the priority in their lives, and so lived out a certain degree of detachment from the things of the world, making room in their hearts for the Lord. In many ways they were living what Jesus would later teach as the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek, blessed are the pure of heart, they shall see God, and they did, they recognized Jesus. They are examples for us to follow because when we do, when we recognize and welcome this Jesus who always presents himself to us, then we are truly blessed because Jesus never comes to us empty-handed. He brings his gifts of healing, forgiveness, and joy. His presence purifies and transforms our lives so that we shine forth this same light of Christ to others. As Jesus says in Matthew's Gospel, You are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. One last point. To the extent that we do accept Jesus more deeply into the temple of our hearts and allow him to transform us, we can then present Jesus to others. The same Jesus of forgiveness and reconciliation we can bring into our relationships. We take on the role of Mary who presented Jesus to Elizabeth in the visitation. And now to Anna and Simeon in the presentation. We participate in the very feast we are celebrating, thereby becoming that pleasing offering to the Father. The prophecy of Malachi comes full circle and includes us. So we thank God for this feast of the presentation that reminds us of the great gift the Father presents to us in His Son Jesus and pray that we continue to open our hearts to Him every day. We also ask for the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Simeon prophesied that a sword would pierce her own soul too. Her suffering, not only by witnessing the crucifixion of her son, but as representing Israel and experiencing sorrow at the division of God's people over her son, destined for the fall and rising of many, is why the Church refers to her under the title Queen of Martyrs. May her prayers help us persevere amidst the trials of this life and enable us to shine brightly the light of God's presence. Finally, let us imitate the prophetess Anna, who at the presentation of the Lord, began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. This is our mission today, having been redeemed by Christ, Having the Holy Spirit living within us, let us praise the Lord with purity of heart and joy of soul.